0: Session 443, Chapter 3, Verse 116 إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَن تُغْنِيَ عَنْهُمْ وَلَا أَوْلَادُهُمْ اللَّهِ شَيْئًا وَأُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ هُمْ خَالِدُونَ Neither the wealth nor children of the disbelievers will be able to avail them against Allah, and it is they who will be the companions of the fire, there to remain eternally. Chapter 3, verse 116 When people get into trouble, they rush to their money and close family to save them. The disbelievers assume that wealth and children will avail them against God. Unfortunately, they are gravely mistaken. God says, and be aware that your possessions and your children are only a test and that there is a tremendous reward with God. Chapter 8, verse 28. Let's take a moment to study the word test, translated from the Arabic origin, fitna. Its Arabic root is fa-ta-na. It has its origins in the process of purifying gold. The goldsmith takes a gold nugget and places it under intense fire. As it melts, all the other metals and impurities mixed with the gold separate and arise to the top. Thus, a fitna is a trial that separates the good from the bad. Is your faith strong enough to withstand trials and hardships? Or do you compromise at the first sign of trouble? Some people spend their wealth on good causes and teach their children to be righteous. In contrast, others may cheat and steal from their job, to buy a nice car, or put their children in better schools. The word test is often received negatively, but that should not be the case because a test is only a negative experience for the unprepared person who will likely fail. Things are pretty different if you are prepared and pass with flying colors. Tests and trials are the tools we use to sort out the good from the bad. Likewise, God puts your faith to the test to see if your actions support your words. Sadly, most disbelievers fail this test because their entire life focuses on making money and bragging about their kids. God is nowhere to be found on the list of priorities. A day will come when they realize that all is worthless— God says, Indeed, those who disbelieve and die as disbelievers, no ransom, even if it were as much gold as to fill the earth, will be accepted from any of them. There will be an agonizing punishment for them, and they will have no helpers. Chapter 3, verse 91. And in another chapter, People be mindful of your Lord and fear a day when no parent will be able to avail his child nor a child avails his parent in any way. God's promise is true, so do not let the present life delude you, nor let the deceiver delude you about God. Chapter 31, verse 33. On the day of resurrection, you will be so over-consumed with your personal affairs that no one else, regardless of how close, matters. You will not care about your family, money, possessions. Here I would like to take a moment to study the phrase, neither the wealth nor children of the disbelievers will be able to avail them against Allah. More specifically, to avail is translated from the Arabic origin, toni. The root gena is often used for wealth and riches, but the true meaning is much more profound. To be truly rich, or rani, means to be free of need and fully independent. Do possessions make you more independent or runny? To a certain extent, yes. For example, if you have a car, you can go wherever you like without depending on others. Sadly, nowadays we refer to a person as rich if they have a lot of expensive possessions. But most people buy such things with usurious loans, and if they miss a few car payments, the bank takes it away. Does that mean they are independent or granny? Quite the opposite. They are in debt and under the lender's mercy, which is the definition of need and poverty. Some people have very few possessions, and society labels them as poor, yet they are truly rich because they have enough. Others have so much but are indeed poor and enslaved by their financial masters. Worldly possessions are like salty water. The more you drink, the thirstier you become. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, Wealth is not in having many possessions. Rather, true wealth is the richness of the soul. Today, every day, and especially on the Day of Judgment, the one true Grani is Allah. He says, Humankind... You are the poor in need of Allah, whereas Allah is the rich beyond need, the praiseworthy. Chapter 35, verse 15. The disbelievers at the time of the prophet claimed that since God had given them wealth and children in this world, he must be pleased with them and will grant more in the hereafter. They looked at God's bounty as a sign of approval. God answers in verse 35 of chapter 21. We test you with the bad and the good, and to us you will all return. And in another chapter, do not be deceived by the fact that the disbelievers move freely about the earth. This is only a brief enjoyment, after which hell will be their home, a miserable resting place. Chapter 3, verse 196 and 197. How can your money and children deceive you? We answer that if you spend your life piling money and raising children, you will come on the day of resurrection with no good deeds to deliver you to heaven. At that moment, you will regret spending all your life focused on the wrong priorities, but it will be too late. The verse ends with, It is they who will be the companions of the fire, there to remain eternally. Let us examine the word companion. Translated from the Arabic sahib, it means a close friend who is always with you. But how do companionships start? We answer that there is always one person who initiates a friendship. The second party either accepts or rejects this company. When it comes to companionship with hellfire, we see that man blames himself and reprimands it for initiating and choosing the fire as a friend. God says, Those are the ones who have exchanged guidance for error and forgiveness for punishment. How persistent they are in their strive to cast themselves into the fire. Chapter 2, verse 175. People who commit a crime often suffer the consequences then curse themselves saying, I deserve this, I screwed up. Similarly, when the disbeliever enters the fire on judgment day, he or she will say, I deserve this. The fire also looks forward to this companionship. God says, We shall say to hell on that day, Are you full? And it will reply, Are there no more? Chapter 50, verse 30. Likewise, paradise loves the companionship of everyone who believes in God and applies his teachings in sincerity. God says, As for those who believe and do good, righteous deeds and have humbled themselves before their Lord, they are the companions of paradise. They will abide eternally. Chapter 11, verse 23. The messenger said, My Lord, my people treat this Quran as something to be ignored. Chapter 25, verse 30. Do not abandon God's book. Please take a moment to subscribe and to share with your family and friends. Visit us at www.qurangarden.com.